0: Hello, and broadcasting from the beautiful central this coast of ship. California, yeah, it's man. the Dr. Just Death stop. Danger Crack Radio Show! Boys.
1: Uh.
2: Are we still doing that thing where we talk during the piano now?
1: Okay.
0: At first it was like, I could be funnier. Ah. Oh!
2: <laughs> got revenge, homie. How long have you been plotting that shit? I waited five weeks to do that shit. (laughs) Or however long ago you did the first time. Oh, what the fuck is that? No, I got a fucking ding All
0: right, listeners. As Edward scared the shit out of me, welcome back to the (laughs) the Doctor (laughs) That Danger radio show with Uh, your boys, James and Edward. I'm Edward. What's up, everybody? Oh, no, I got to check what my fucking message was. I got to see what the shit (laughs) was that. Oh, uh, it's fucking bone still telling me if I want to hear something funny. <laughs> um, so yeah, Edward. Well, you and me talked, and I don't know, freaking how much you want to share about your life for a eh, moment, or you are... could just tell me how your day is. Day's how going, was your day?
2: Well, day's going all right. It's just long story short, audience. It's just uh, Edward's had a rough, uh, rough couple uh, days, and so you know, I'll still like crack some. I'll, I'll still be me, but. Might be a little slower Just cause there's Some things going on But you know And i have
0: been fucking Working like a madman, So I might be A little slow too <laughs> That'll be fucking Very silly It's one of the two I'm on yeah. fucking
2: A little no fucks vibes But we uh But we love our little podcast And all of you So you know I uh I, I would've felt Well because I, I don't know if this Is gonna affect When he uploads it But we're actually Recording three days earlier Than we normally do Cause um Cause it Saturday affect
0: me Because I'll most likely Be fucking lazy On uploading
2: it I've been really <laughs> On so on our, shit. on our normal review day. We're well, I don't think to... we have
0: ravage fucking fans going, motherfucker, where's the next episode. I need you fucking <laughs> upload on your fucking regular time slot. Wait, you don't have a regular time slot? What the fuck
2: <laughs> on our regular? What do I fucking
0: pay for? Oh, wait, you're fucking like you don't monetize your shit? Oh, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, that's right. Fuck you. I do whatever the fuck I want, but
2: uh, but yeah. obviously, our... it's
0: like I do have the sense on It's like I try to get to you guys on like upload yeah. on Sunday or Monday. Because Sunday, I just want to sleep and go kick it with the lady. Yeah. Because, yeah, like, I love this podcast, but I don't love it that much to, like, <laughs> take some sleep over. But,
2: yeah, set um, our normal And I don't recording. get paid to fucking bother <clears throat> or care enough. Our normal uh, recording day, I'm going to be hanging out with my dad and brother. We're going to be seeing King Kong versus Godzilla. You haven't seen it yet? No, not yet. We're going to see it together. And then uh, Sunday It'd be is fucking Easter. dope if
0: I watched it and if we could fuck review it, but I don't think I am going to watch it, so we're <laughs> most likely not going to review it.
2: You know what the thing is, too? My week's been lame, but it started off really great because I... Uh, ju- I- <gasps> Accomplished Ooh. a major uh, hiccups. I accomplished a major milestone. I beat. I officially have beaten the Dark Souls trilogy, and I feel like a fucking man. That sounds
0: <laughs> fucking rad as shit. Oh
2: yeah, that shit was hard. I'm trying to think. Oh yeah, I also. Uh, I also have a surprise for the podcast. I ordered this in about two weeks ago, and it came today. Oh uh, what? And we're gonna try this on air. What? James, tell the audience what you see.
0: Uh, what do I see? No, my fucking God. Oh, my God. You... What? (laughs) No. Look at it. No. It's real. The memes are not worth it. What the fuck? Oh, it's worth it. You spent $50... (laughs) For uh, Roses and Thorns.
2: The Brad Michaels, Michaels and- cologne, baby. You, what, you bought that? I bought it. It's right here. How mo- were the memes worth it? <laughs> Bruh. Oh, dude. Mom told me this showed up today and I giggled like a fucking schoolgirl. What was your mom's reaction? Her reaction was, oh my God, why? That's my reaction. Oh my God, why? Well, because we're going to demo it here Well, on the I podcast. would never spend the money on it, but thank God you did. <laughs> I would have not. The aroma is now sifting through. Honestly, it's actually not a shitty cologne. It's kind of light. I know you don't wear cologne too often, but...
0: It smells like Axe body spray.
2: Uh, oh, shit. It does kind of smell like Axe.
0: It's kind of a nice
2: bottle, though. What? It's black.
0: No, it's your cologne, so crack it open
2: and okay. see how it goes.
0: <laughs> oh, shit. So... Fuck you, Brett
1: Michaels, for okay. starters.
2: So, it kind of looks like a... It's short, it's short and fat. It's got kind of a, it looks kind of like a flask. It says Roses and Thorns with Brett Michaels signature. It's Roses and Thorns by Brett Michaels. He made this cologne with his own hands, you guys. And yeah, here we go. I almost don't want to spray this in the room. Just like spray it on my
0: fucking wrist. Okay.
2: that's all right. Yeah, yeah. I need to go overload.
0: It smells like Axe body spray. Well,
2: Shit. it's a- spent 50 I spent $50 on Axe? ha <laughs> ha. I thought Uh, What does the description say Oh (sighs) Created to be an exhilarating scent With a mysterious kicker Dot 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 And sexy results Enjoy This is funny Because I took a screenshot Of the fucking reviews On the website for this Please tell me It says it's Axe Body Spray (laughs) <laughs> there was only <laughs> fuck I wish there was only uh, I'm trying to get to it there was only three reviews on the fucking thing and I'm gonna get to it now if I can well I hope on a hot date you could actually put that in a field test god um
0: where the cause f- your bro does not give a fuck I'm a musk kinda guy which I most likely sound really fucking gross <laughs> You might as well just share that in the fucking wizard chats. like, well, oh, well, I decided
2: to buy overpriced there's only, body spray. There's only three reviews on this website and they're all five stars. Um, Were they all done by Brett Michaels or Michaels Brett Marv- or whatever his real fucking name is? I buy the cologne for my husband. I love it on him, and it smells sexy. It's not overpowering like some colognes out there. The smell is so nice. Do you spend your Friday nights at the local dive bar? Please never discontinue this cologne. It would break my heart. Are you, like, friends with
0: the fucking, like, 50-year-old dudes that play freaking rock and roll songs that That, think
2: are from the U.S., but they're all from the U.K.? That was from Marvag or Marvag. Marvag. Next is Megan Ashley. Marvagina. Next is Megan Ashley. Wait, is that a fucking more vagina? Seriously, did Brett write this Mar-vag. shit? Marvage. Ne- Marvage. The, is- the next is Megan Ashley. This is absolutely the best smelling cologne, Roses and Thorns. And then the last one's from Eddie. I have had nothing but great comments from people who can smell when I wear this. I even had a straight man tell me that I smell good, so I told him what it was and where to get it. Women love it. Did Brett Michaels write this fucking <laughs> review?
0: Oh, man. Well, you're stuck with it. Like, I, I got to send a picture to Karen. <laughs> telling her Donor. Oh, yeah. I got to see her. Look I got to hear her. Look how bright her. his fucking eyes are on the box. Well, dude, he got to have his freaking baby blue freaking double eyes of seduction all up in that
2: biznash. I almost want to just leave this here as a decoration, but it would smell up the room. So I'm not going to do
0: well, that. we smell like shit. So friggin, it might be a good thing to have like a friggin, whatchamacallit, an air freshener,
2: a, a $50 air freshener. Uh, don't remind me that it's fi- no, it was 15% off. Remember? <laughs> oh, 45. <Ooh>. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my. But with taxes, so it's like 48. Yeah. Oh, no. But if you round that up, it's $50. Fuck. You can't avoid it. It's you. I spent $50 on Axe body spray. God, <laughs> d- I at least want it to be unique. Like, I would literally rather it smell like shit than smell like Axe. Well, I guess to some people, what the difference, but. Dude, it, it?
0: Fuck it is, that <laughs> dude. <laughs> oh, whatever. I can't wait for Dylan the cringe. Hopefully, it brightens up his day because good friend Dylan got like sad news on his kidney listeners. So. Yeah. Yeah.
2: That's a bummer, but outside the podcast, there's just been a lot of melancholy things. Yeah,
0: but as much as we like to open about that, about that, that could turn into a literally, oh yeah, a podcast no. itself. Yeah, and, and like I think we've like, and I so- fucking lost sleep. To fucking reviews, to fucking get notes on shit. So I'm fucking talking. And we've about got this, some good this things. Fucking
2: shit. We've got good things for you today. We're gonna kick it off here with the Attack on Titan season four part one finale. We knew, we called it for at least four weeks, but they literally announced it right after the episode aired. I guess. And I, everyone I knew that didn't know about that was sad. Like like the like my friend I host the hentai podcast with, she said, "Yeah, there's gonna be a part two. Gotta wait till next year." And now I'm sad. And I was like. I mean, did, did you, they literally, they literally have like 20 chapters left of the manga,
0: like 20 ish chapters to compress down to like 10 to 16 episodes or whatever. I don't think, like, it'll be 60. I think it'll be ten. like yeah. literally bro. It's like, fuck dude. Like with all the fucking chapters, it's, it could be 10 or whatever. Mm-hmm. It should be done in 10. It's like, it's like not likely, but as I said, when I fucking decided to actually read the fucking manga, I'm like, like Zeke's whole backstory was a chapter itself. An and entire that, one. And the whole episode. And then that turned into a whole episode of itself. So I'm just like... Fuck, bro, yeah, they're not fucking getting shit done. And, like, literally, it's like you're reading through. It's like there's too much cool shit not to fucking (laughs) animate. So, fucking. Yeah. Let's talk about this episode. What does your bullet point say or start
2: off? Or do you have proper notes? It's 50-50. Well, the first couple times I did it, I had no way to watch the full episodes. I was having to go off reaction videos, and they would have to cut out content for legal reasons. But around, uh, I I think, the fourth or fifth time we did it, or maybe even the third, I found, like, actual rips of the episodes on YouTube. So, they're... I still do them in the bullet point style because it actually helps with notes. But, yeah, they're, they're, it's 50-50. It's so, 50-50? So the episode opens up. Hanji and co. hear the Thundersphere. And we see Zeke's charred corpse get picked up by a Titan that that rips open its own stomach and puts Zeke inside. So
0: yeah, like, Zeke, just like the Premier Zachary earlier in the season, got blown in half to bits. And yeah. he's literally sitting there. it's like, oh, man, life's quiet right now. It's kind of <laughs> rainy. Oh, yeah. I think I'm dying, but then some Titan disappears, <laughs> freaking rips open its guts, and then literally stuffs the, stuffs the freaking half-corpse of Zeke into its guts, like the freaking, whatever, the I cannot remember the fucking creature from episode five of Star Wars. The Tauntaun. Yes, literally freaking- It's the
2: reverse Tauntaun.
0: Like, literally, Zeke got freaking Tauntaun. Uh-huh. Like, total like, Luke Skywalker here. So, freaking, yeah, Mark, like, so that's the last we'll see Mark Hamo
2: of the episode. Yeah. So, then after the intro, um, Pixis and homies are eating dinner with Yelena and a shitload of Jaegerists. Yelena says, I'm yeah, so- Yeah, they're all eating
0: a very, very nice dinner, mm-hmm. and literally, it's just like, so, I guess you won, my dude?
2: Yeah, Yelena's like, I'm so glad we could eat together again, and Pixis is just very matter-of-factly like, yeah, uh, yeah. I literally have guns pointed at my head, and we've all got Zeke's spine back juice in us. And then he comments on the white armbands they're wearing that identify them as Jaegerists. And then the red one he deduces must mean that they were forced into the situation after they were told that they drank the tainted wine and then everyone else who didn't know who didn't know shit has black armbands like him and he's like huh damn that's exactly what the marley does uh,
0: don't, you don't seem like you're too far from where you uh, are trying to get the fuck away from yeah. seems like you're still doing the same tactics. just like you know what hey you It's like you know what Sometimes you just got to know your enemy and stuff too. I yeah. don't think this is a knowing
2: that's what Yelena, enemy that's thing. What, that's what Yelena says. She says, hey, uh, you, have, you can learn a lot from the enemy. And then she says, hey, man, if you would have just joined us, the world would have been saved by now. And he's like, wait, the world? Don't you mean the island? And then Yelena refers to, calls Zeke a god and says that Pixis has called down his wrath. Yeah,
0: sure. <laughs> I'm trying to like I'm trying to get fucking nuts. So Armin, John, Mikasa,
2: it. Connie, and Co. are talking. They're
0: in fucking like in prison. prison. But yeah. a very nice like jail. So yeah. there's like a freaking like dining table and stuff. Mm-hmm. The ass whipping waifu is kind of sad. And Armin's just kind of whatever. Yeah. Armin, and then
2: freaking like John and Connie are pissed. Armin's like, yeah, Aaron. And Chef Boy's like sad. Yeah. Armin's like, yeah, Aaron hurt Mikasa's feelings. And Connie's like, man, he's kind of just a piece of shit now, huh? And John's like, I don't know, dude. I feel like if he was really sane, then he wouldn't do what he did for no reason. Then Yelena shows up, and Onya Kapong is with them, And, then and like,
0: the boys are like, bro, Onya, why? <laughs> he's Why'd like, you do this, bro? What's he, going on? It's like, hey, you guys put me on house arrest. Yeah. Honestly, I'm, I'm, I'm not a little stoked on that. Like, yeah, the pad was nice, but I wanted to go for a walk.
2: Yeah. And then John's like, "Wow, I guess things are just going wow. tits up for you, aren't they, Elena? Now you can have your revenge." And then Grease, who's also there, he just kind of tosses him. And he's like, "Hey, you guys just got wrecked. Nothing else." And Niccolo's like, "Fuck off, you traitor!" And then Grease is like, "You're the traitor for siding with the devils just because you fell in love with some potato-eating girl."
0: Yeah, that reeked of potatoes. But yeah. then freaking Elena just caps him, oh, dude. like, "Oh, that was great because." And Elena's <laughs> like, "You know what?" I might be, like, fucking a little wild, but
2: we don't need this racist piece of shit right here. That was great because he he starts to go on to that thing where he's, like, because uh, after he calls them devils, and then he, he sh- uh, the translation I got, he uh, he calls Sasha a whore, and then in my notes I wrote, Sasha is so just beloved by the universe that after he does it, like he said, Yelena just shoots Grease right in the fucking face. Like, dude, it just drink cold blood.
0: And Yelena's, like, that was kind of cool. I was like, "Wait, trying to make." She's it like, still "That like devil
2: you? shit's so last year. We've got bigger fish to fry here." Take a pamphlet. Let me tell y'all about the euthanasia. Plan. Hey, Onya Capon, grab
0: me a chair. I'm gonna explain things. And then didn't we like switch to something else? Oh yeah, didn't we get Thirst King about to grab Gabby?
2: Yeah, Gabby's just chilling there all alone. Then Aaron pops like, up. Like Gabby's saying,
0: like having a little existential like, crisis. Like these are like all devil people, right? Why yeah. are they like so nice to me? I thought these are devils. Why are they so nice to me? I'm not having a good day.
2: And then Aaron's Where's like, "Where's my
0: homeboy Falco?" Ah, oh, goddamn yeah. it. It's fucking Thirst King.
2: And Aaron's like, if you want Falco to uh, come with me, come with me if you want Falco to live. Come with me if you want Falco to be alive. And then fucking good girl PX shows up and stabs a guard in the fucking throat. Like,
0: here's the thing. In the anime and in the show, like, just how Aaron just kind of fucking pops up.
2: Like That's how PX pops like, up. Like,
0: literally just sitting there it just pops up. It's like, oh, hey, a lady walks in the room and just stabs. And then gun points <laughs> out fucking Aaron as like, oh.
2: And then she put, what do we got here? And they have a whole conversation, but this is basically how it goes. She points a gun at Aaron's head, has Gabby point a rifle at his head. He's like, you won't shoot me. She's like, yeah, I will. He's like, no, you won't. A little firmer. and She's like, yeah, I won't. I did this all to help my dad. I want to end the subjugation, Thirst King. I'll do whatever I have to. Well, it's
0: like, she's like, I'm going to blow your brains out. And Thirst King's like, "Mm, I don't think so. I will. It's like, you're not going to. Because you're a good soldier. You're not going to piss off your peeps.
2: Yeah, you, you then don't then have permission she, to kill the foundling.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's like, I don't think you're going to do it. Oh, I will. I'm calling your bluff, bro. <laughs> and literally not. And then she's like, you know what? Marla people suck. can eat shit, bro. Fuck yeah. it.
2: I'm going to hook up with you, Thirst King. And Gabby's like, bro, what, what the fuck then have we been fighting for? px like no matter what we'll never be free anyway you're basically your life's a lie yeah
0: and she referenced from like the big battle from earlier in the season at fort slobo or salvo and yeah. stuff too it's like here's the thing the world's developing enough where they can have actual proper anti-titan freaking weaponry where they can mill us so i can down so honestly there's a point where we're yeah. gonna be disposed of anyway so yo fuck marley
2: and aaron's like and how do you intend to prove your loyalty And she's like well take me to the roof i'll point out my allies all I'll give him up, and then you'll. So Yelena, we cut back to has just finished telling them the plan, saying how peaceful it is for the world, and then Jean's like, "That's fucking stupid. There's no guarantee this is gonna work."
0: And then then Armin just start freaking crying and stuff. Yeah,
2: after uh, he says that, after Yelena goes on to this big old thing. I don't know about how much longer she's like, I don't know how much longer humans will exist, but Zeke and Aaron will be talked about for thousands of years to come. Thousands of years. They'll shine as the bright savers of humanity. And then Armin just starts randomly crying, saying, I can't believe how noble your intentions were or something like I that can't write, I can't tell if he was being sarcastic he was being literal or at first try- I thought he was but I don't know I don't remember or Was this he part just trying, or was
0: he just trying to fucking just play up and stuff And frickin- I think he was just
2: playing I think he was just playing up that's what like I think
0: Arvinson is like yeah no you're still wacky Elena and yeah. I need to talk to Aaron Aaron's being wacky then the
2: soldiers sound the alarm saying there's an intruder then Aaron with PX, you know they're walking through the halls onto the roof Aaron's like and they're
0: walking through and stuff and then we're like obviously we get the cool scene where they're walking up the stairs and mm-hmm. we got all the freaking like Jaegerist soldiers just sitting there. I was like, wait a minute, that's a fucking enemy. <laughs> Dude, she's so like itty bitty and stuff, and it's like, and freaking PS going, hi there, and then there's all <laughs> bunch of guys going, ew, ew. like first time I watched <laughs> this, I didn't notice this, but the fucking time you see a freaking shot of the freaking Todd. The jaw titan fool. Uh, oh, I didn't see him. Yeah, no, you, like, see him because, like, well, you're all distracted by the blushing dudes, but then oh. I see the fucking, like, I see the freaking Nazi undercut hairdo, and then it's like, oh, shit, there's fucking Galliard. That's
2: so good. I didn't notice that. Yeah, I was too like, focused like, on the uwus. Yeah, I was focused on the oos too.
0: <laughs> but then, like, oh,
2: oh shit, yeah, there's Homeboy right That's there. That's great because then they get yeah, to Yeah, I watched the r- episode, like, twice, so freaking... Yeah. I picked up
0: the second time where I sat there I was like, Oh shit, there's the jaw tie. So that kind of explains things of just them popping up out of nowhere.
2: Yeah, because it's like, already there. Yeah.
0: And they like see if, like, ooh, ooh, dude, it's like, oh my God, that's their <laughs> enemy. It's like, hi there, boys. Ooh. Oh,
2: yeah. <laughs> so they I'm get to the, the enemy can be. So they're, so they, uh... well, bro, if they're all like P.A.K. Yeah. But yeah, no. They get to the roof, and then Aaron's like, "Okay, where are your allies?" Piek like turns around, and she points to Aaron. She's like, "Well, there's
0: also like freaking Aaron has Piek like handcuffed to Gabby." Oh yeah, because
2: if uh, Piek transforms, she'll kill Gabby. Uh, What the
0: shit? Yeah, I'm getting a fucking phone call. Yo, it's fucking Boat Steel. Oh, this should
1: be good. Oh
0: boy. Hey, we're podcasting. So what's up? Oh, shit. All right, no, I was just going to tell you something real quick before Dylan shows up. Yeah, what's up? All right, so Dylan tried to fucking
1: prank me with something, and I thought it'd be funny if you turned it back on him. It's it's totally up to you. But Dylan tried to prank me earlier by saying that you you two got into a fight. Yeah. Yeah, he's he's like, yeah, he was just being a fucking dick at practice the other day, and I got fucking sick of it, and so I took my, like, I had my guitar and everything, and I threw my guitar down, and it hit his fucking drum set and broke his tom, and then he was just being super fucking, he was just being an asshole about everything, so I was like, you know what, fuck you, and I left, right? Okay. It's totally up to you, but, like, I don't know, I just think it'd be funny if you Well, how would I I
0: prank him back? (laughs) Yeah, how, so, I, so I'll I, just go like when Dill pops up, hey, Daddy Bodensteel wants me to be a dick to you since you already are doing too hot, so fuck you.
1: Yeah, I'm just saying there's that opportunity. But yeah, it was, he always got me for a second, and then he realized that I was in the I was in the chat and I saw that you guys were practicing. Because he's like, yeah, fuck him. like, you know, I, <laughs> I'm, like, I'm not going to practice. he forgot i was like yeah and i and i I fucking broke his palm and and then i just left he's like yeah we almost came to blows we almost fucking fought (laughs) it's like okay so you're going to practice today and he's like oh shit i didn't tell you (laughs) he's like like, like, oh shit you're in the group fuck
0: how do you forget
1: i don't know I feel like I'm more active in the group than
0: he is. Oh, you've been more active in the group. But we're all like good homies, so yeah. Alright, well, I'll let you get back to
1: podcasting. I'll just say, take that information as you will.
0: Alright, I'll do something about it, so yeah. Alright, cool. Yo, talk to you later, later.
2: peace. Where the fuck are we? (laughs) Um, we're at the roof where she is gonna point out the allies, but she turns around, points at Aaron, and then boom, shakalaka, the Jaw Titan pops out of nowhere, well, out of the ground, and he actually—if I—if I saw it right—he snips off um Aaron's legs. Yeah. I think. Yeah, and then like five Zeppelins come out of the sky, and they're like, "There he is! Let's get him!" And Aaron's like, "Let's go, Reiner!" And then the episode ends.
0: Yeah, like fucking. So basically. After the freaking clever planning of Piek and Galliard, the jaw titan, as freaking they snuck up on Aaron, but Aaron didn't get full on Munch, so freaking he was able to transform, and he sees the Zeppelins coming on in. He had the OG hate boner relationship (laughs) of the series of Aaron and Reiner. Levy and Z And then the episode ends and it's like oh fuck
2: that's well all, yeah
0: well, now we know it's a part two but then we get news it's like oh yeah we're gonna like have episodes again in the winter Oh, next cool. year of twenty twenty two. I'm like
2: Fuck f- that's a long That's eight months that fucking sucks That really sucks Eight months? Like, that's the... Well, yeah, because... Like, uh, oh, wait, no, because we're in March right now, so... Well, no, it's April. So, actually, so it's more like seven because you've got uh May, June, July, August, September, and then October, November, December at the absolute earliest. That's eight. And then January is nine, so... Oh, it's okay, so it's like nine months.
0: No, no. Of 2022. Yeah, it's 2021. Yeah, but winter of 2022. Yeah. Oh, Fuck. You have to wait like
2: twenty months.
1: Mm-hmm.
2: Fuck. Okay.
0: Um so yeah, uh how do I put it this episode? <laughs> we got fucking cucked. We in- got cucked really, really, really hard. hard. Like, you don't understand. Like, I at least thought, like, all right, listeners, remember, there's time stamps. so skip forward if you don't want spoilers or go read the manga. I literally thought at least they would end with Aaron starting to
2: rumbling. Yeah.
0: At least that. Or but
2: no. Or at least, well, we're in full spoiler talk, right? You'll have time stamps. Yes, I that. already said, Spoiler.
0: Look at timestamps. Yeah, okay. Skip
2: ahead. Go away. Okay, so I'll give him like a five second thing before I ask my thing. So a 1000. Okay, because we were talking a few weeks ago, we were like, because we didn't reel, because again over here it wasn't advertised that there was a part two. So I was talking to you, and and you were telling me it's like, well, uh, this was like three episodes ago. You're like, well, bro, if they're doing what I think they're doing, then Hanji's got to die next episode. Yeah, bro. But no. Um, nope, they're is... going chapter, just about chapter
0: by chapter. Like literally, it's like from this point on, it's being paced like how the manga is paced. Yeah, no
2: difference. I think they can wrap it up in ten episodes, though. Yes, I don't know why. I, I'm just, I was gonna like yeah no.
0: stuff, Like we don't know the full on ending yet. We still gotta wait for like the last chapter to drop. In, in like... about
2: at this point, it's uh, eight days.
0: Yeah, so freaking, I don't know what's up with that, but anyone that knows, like, freaking, we need to go from, well, what, where did this end? It literally cucked us from. <laughs> All the sick shit of Eren just fighting off the Jaw Titan and the Armor Titan, and then freaking Big Brother Zeke shows up, and freaking, in the end, freaking unlocks the Founding Titan's powers, and... Unlocks the whole rumbling, like knocks down all the fucking like walls and stuff. and just has the army of fucking like colossal titans and the rumbling's
2: just going. Yeah.
0: And then we have to go through the all episodic period of like freaking... They
2: have to explain the path. Have to explain the path. Or the the paths. Well, we also get a whole episode, most like the backstory of Ymir... And we'll need at least two for that, and then we and two then they, episodes for your
0: Well, it, they t- it was one chapter for your mirror's right.
2: backstory. That's true. Yeah, right. So one episode, and then fuck, we need a whole. We almost need a whole episode just to introduce the 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 uh, the source of all organic matter or organic life. You know, the the weird centipede. Thing. No, that's in the your mirror episode. That, oh yeah, you're right. That's literally going to be in the everything. What you said is, going to be the
0: mirror episode. Okay, because like literally the whole backstory in your and her not having a good time. Yeah. And basically from there, and then we got to get the stuff like Connie trying to like feed Falco to his mom. Yeah. We got to have that like short little drama piece. Well, also John now being like comfortable as a high level military official go and realize I could live in comfort, but genocide is kind of not cool. Well, hopefully I live in comfort. trying to save the world. All right, let's do this.
2: Yeah. Exactly, they still got so much to do. I was thinking they could do it in 10. Fuck, they might need 12.
0: At least, Yeah, for sure. And then you gotta get all the stuff of them trying to get the fucking airplane going, which that's a fucking drama piece where it's like, they could finally fucking kill Flock, bro. Yeah. Like, I literally am just reading, like, how's this motherfucker not dead yet? Fuck you. <laughs> but I guess
2: freaking- Flock's H- a piece of shit.
0: Yeah. Well, at least they write a fucking good villain where it's like, I want him to die already, but he keeps just, like, he keeps, like, avoiding the odds. It's like, fuck, just, <laughs> come on, when are you going to die? But then he will eventually die. Yes. But then Sally Hans will die. Yeah. And, like, a cool flame of glory and stuff, too. And also, like, Levy's going to be really fucked up, too. Oh, dude. Like, he doesn't have Titan healing powers. He's going
2: to be a crippled dude, but fucking... He'll still whip ass. Of course he will. He's Levy.
0: And then literally the fucking epic battle on freaking Aaron's giant freaking Titan... Founding Titan form.
2: That's going to be sick. All
0: over. Like, that... Like, reading it... Just reading it was sick as fuck. (laughs) Yeah. Like, but (laughs) in anime, it's going to be freaking... It's going to be crazy. Oh, yeah, and also
2: freaking Annie and, like... Oh, yeah, Annie has to fucking come back. Yeah, and then he basically... Annie, do- Annie doesn't come back until, like, chapter 131. That's seven chapters... No, that's eight chapters. No, like, in
0: action. Early. Like, no, Annie pops back because Rise of the Rumbling starts, all the fucking hardening and st- stuff, because, like, freaking, like, the walls shut down, but then, like, Reiner's armor freaking, like, it's, like, det- like deteriorates, too. Yeah. But then Annie's crystal for- like, crystal-like thing, like, deforms, too, and then, yeah, Annie's, like, off with her freaking bro-ship with that one chick that was guarding her and stuff. So, yeah, she has, like, a bro-shit move of that. But, yeah, then it's just like, all right, let's try to save the world. And then and then we've got to figure out because I don't know how the last chapter's going to be. It's like, oh, all of a sudden and done. Well, we got to figure out how they're killing the fucking centipede thingy. We just kind of end off last chapter with freaking ass-whipping waifu
2: kissing a freaking, a freaking, like, Headless, a uh, friggin' just the head of Aaron. <laughs> I forget who told it to me, but apparently there's like praying mantis imagery associated with Mikasa, like all over the manga. Well, like uh, like someone pointed that out to me, and like I I haven't had a chance to really like go back and look, but like yeah, no. Um, a friend of mine was just like, "Have you noticed that there's like praying mantis imagery involved with her, and like there's some shots." What, with is fucking Mant-
0: Mikasa gonna eat Aaron's dome?
2: What did she fucking did? What did she eat him? I don't fucking know, but freaking Dabby Wild. Yeah. I don't know. They they got they got a lot to do, and I mean we I mean it sucks. They're taking a long time. It's gonna take a long time. But hey, you know? I hope the
0: animation's really sick because honestly, some of the CGI like this season kind of like, like I could
2: live without. There it. was some of the CGI they did on the Beast Titan when he was fighting Levy that looked a little little sus. Yeah. Just like the way he was moving and stuff and just. oh, even
0: when Aaron like freaking attacked, like freaking Libero and Libero
2: or whatever. Libero, I think. Yeah.
0: Oh, yeah. Also, we got to get to the part of freaking when like, yeah, the whole fucking crew like arrives in Marley.
2: Oh, yeah. There's
0: also that part in the manga story, too. Yeah. So I was about to say like, yeah, there's going to be a part two. but they fucking cucked us with no action in the end. Just all freaking like, well, now you got to wait 20 months for the next fucking episode. And you're just like, bruh, fuck. Good thing. I read the manga. I hope like, I don't know if the fucking anime peeps have like the peeps that only watch the anime, like they're fucked. Oh, they are so fucked. They're like super fucked. Like I'm sure they're like really pissed and stuff. Uh, I don't know. Any like backlash on this shit?
2: Um again, some folks on Twitter, but it's it's anime only people. Um I haven't read it, but I guess actually uh peeps in Japan have leaked the manuscript for the final chapter and that's going over whatever I haven't again I haven't looked at. It. I don't want any spoilers. But um the it all ends in uh, 8 days, so it's uh It's going to be some attack on Titan, though, is so popular, though, that it's just one of those things where no matter what, there's just always going to be native opinions on everything about it. You know, like, (laughs) I don't know. It's uh, I haven't seen much yet. I just the only the only thing that everyone can agree on uh, is that oh, I'm sad because, you know, we don't because now we got to wait a long ass time.
0: Yeah, well, that's the fucking shitty part. It's like we got to fucking wait a long ass fucking time. Yes. Well then,
1: but
2: yeah,
0: should nah. we start talking about Lord Peter
1: Peter of Typodegatives? What, yeah. what album did we listen to?
2: So we listened to Hello, We listened to um to the King of Trick or Treat. Um, Typo Negative's third album entitled Bloody Kisses. Yo,
0: goth thirst daddy, bro. Oh,
2: dude, he's like the Aaron of the goth community.
0: Well, he's been like OG fucking thirst king forever. Oh, yeah. Of
2: like the friggin like of mainstream goth community. This album was just to give some general thoughts was crazy. Um, It's a wild listen. Is it a
0: boring listen? Oh, for the most part, it's been more it was it was a nice breather from Iced Earth because that was the fucking same shit. So that was boring in that sense. <laughs> the thing about typo negative though, I'm gonna say it there was some fucking uh, Doom elements
2: into this. There was a lot of Doom. Some like, sludge. Obviously, too.
0: like, yeah, it's sludge, but in like goth music, there's a lot of freaking, like drone and doom and doom kind of like yeah. tunes and stuff too. So it's not uncommon in goth goth music, but yeah, no, it... For the most part, would be a doom record with yeah. like two fucking songs that would be freaking no different from a carnivore song. Yeah, just like Peter punk. is like, yeah, Peter's freaking hardcore band from freaking before typo negative. Before it became all thirst king, got thirst king, bro.
2: So the first song's called Machine Screw. Basically, it's just like a minute, maybe. Is here's all it is. It's forty seconds of machines machining in the background and a woman like moans.
0: Like literally the album opens up with hearing like Yes, we hear sex noises. Yes. I'm like, well, I am in for something now, and now am I. And
2: then as soon as it ends, there's silence, and then you hear, forgive her, for she knows not what she does. <laughs> and then it has this like, slow, epic buildup with choirs and synths, and then our sexy narrator. Ah. Yeah. Like, bro, no homo. He's sexy guy. Speaking of, remember how you joked about when we were talking about serious, like, bro, the guy from Type of Negative sounds like he has too much sex. Apparently, this song, Christian Woman, he, this was about a chick he was dating at the time. Quote, unquote, she was a Roman Catholic, much as I am, but she would get off on breaking the rules a little bit. She would ask me to dress up as a priest. And, well, I guess you can just imagine what would happen after that. So I guess you could say I have a bit of a priest Christian infection. Woman. So yeah, he like so, yeah. That's what no. That's that's what happens. Like the music's playing and then it like kind of stops and he just goes, and then the music just comes goes, oh. in. <laughs> he and, was yeah, he's busting nuts. Yes. Ugh. And the fucking guitars and shit come in. It's heavy. It's the most. It's the most goth thing. It's tight. I was I was torn on how to take notes for this because I realize ice, ice Earth is such a fucking simple band, but there's there's like this weird line of like talking about the song and then accidentally like over analyzing and taking too much. But yeah, there's like um, I remember this one being a slow a slow burner. Yeah. Uh, about halfway, th- you know, it's like some heavy stuff, it's like dun, 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 you know, just typical goth stuff. Um, about halfway, th- about halfway through, some acoustic guitars come on and like birds. Then this quiet syn, this quiet synthetic, then unfolds, blanketed a- under slow, methodic drums. And then we get a sexy guitar lute as the drums pick up. There's a sick, chuggy riff that comes on, peppered just enough with a phaser effect. And then I don't know if there's synth or keys, but then they... are like, you sh- Oh, obviously play- there's fucking keys in this whole album. And then there's a point where he's just like, Jesus Christ looks just like me. Just sit like that. Oh,
0: God. It's a fucking, like, it, dude, the fucking kink fetish, bro.
2: I'm like, bro, this is song one. I'm not ready, is what I wrote.
0: Or <laughs> you just been like, I've been so used to fucking boring old ice earth, and now I'm getting freaking thrown, like, freaking having sex with Jesus. I'm like... <laughs> Wow, we are really
2: changing the pace up here now, are we? Now then the song just kind of cups off at a random. We're at used to freaking like
0: catchy songs with like nothingness. And yeah. now we get like sexual imagery and all we'll dress <laughs> up as a priest or whatever, I'm like you're definitely paying attention. Inte- I'm paying attention
2: now. <laughs> then the music, just the song just cuts off at a random point as this bass rip opens up song number three called Black Number One, Parentheses, Little Miss Scarol. Yeah. I believe this is their most popular song. This was the one that Beavis and Butthead did. Yeah. It feels like- it, it
1: all trick or treat- <laughs>
2: There's this part where That's so the,
1: the god thing,
2: the opening bit, and just most of the song feels like an evil 60s song. There's like wind blowing, there's hey, me, bells. Hey, I'm
0: gonna tell a spoiler right now about this album. Yes. There's a lot of fucking 60s music influence there, on this. Okay, I thought I was
2: imagining that, no. but no, there's so much. No, you're not and, imagining it. And not it. just like Black Sabbath, Doom stuff. Like, we're talking just 60s. Like, there's some psychedelic elements Like that in fucking here. psych, yeah,
0: psych rock or like a lot of organ use and stuff. I was listening to this and I'm just like,
2: is this where Ghost got, is this where Tobias Forge got his ideas for Ghost?
0: Yeah, it's like, well, yeah, Tobias. <laughs> like it doesn't
2: sound just like it whatsoever, but well, I'm just like you could be fuck.
0: Tobias play like, Oh, I'm playing fucking Death Metal, but then realize, oh, I kinda wanna get laid. So maybe playing <laughs> fucking this goth rock thing might be a better option. I made
2: go so I could get laid.
0: But yeah, no, so I have a feeling he's getting laid a little bit more than his freaking like freaking an
2: extreme metal band. And then and then he there's that one point where he's like, I went looking for trouble. Oh god and, and boy. I found her Uh, Happy Halloween And then the song The song The song in general Reminds me of like I thought this song Was shorter at first But then it's like An 11 minute fucking song (laughs) After A lot of this fools you Yes Yes The song is like Equal parts Black Sabbath And like certain eras Of Glenn Danzig's Solo career Who I don't know if you know this Glenn Danzig Like at one point I don't know if he still does Some of his solo career Had like Goth clout He was a big hit With the goth kids or at least mainstream goth. Yeah. Because
0: that's the thing. Here's the thing, because there's like the 80s goth where it's like derivative of post-punk, which then mm-hmm. like, you know, became of like death rock and stuff. And like, you know, like the Batcave imagery and stuff. Got- but then yeah. there's that 90s where like goths start overlapping mm-hmm. into metal. Yeah. Because metal musicians want to start incorporating like cool goth stuff. Yeah, yeah. And like, yeah, yeah. That's when like, obviously, like you got bigger bands like Danzig, you got Type Negative. And mm-hmm. then obviously like freaking like super goth. Is fucking like Marilyn Manson. Marilyn Manson. But he yeah. like stuck like took a lot of his shtick from like alien sex Fiend, so mm-hmm. which that's a way earlier goth band. So
2: now did this song need to be eleven minutes? I don't think so, but it wasn't okay. I wasn't as bored as I could have been. About a third of the way through acoustics come on again for a short interlude. And then and then and then then there's some more riff and then all of a sudden there's this weird part near the end it just kind of becomes a Tim Burton soundtrack like it's just some evil whimsy thing again bunch of strings and bells then a fucking mandolin comes on like the songs themselves when you listen to them are simple like what they're playing simple but they keep adding shit on there's so many layers yeah they had access
0: to a decent amount of shit I just remember at one point we just see him like he's whispering and you just hear him go it's like fucking the
2: dead. Yeah, yeah, because he's like loving you is like loving, and then he does, He says that over dead. and over. He's like loving you. And then he just oh, it's like fucking the dead. Loving you. And it's is like, like loving the. Dead. And I'm like, damn, you, wow. He
0: is finding himself in a lot. I have a feeling this. I feel like Mister Peter Steele. Gets land a little too much. So then I'm telling you, this is concerning. These are out. These are cries of help.
2: So then, at one point, the
0: song "Fucking the Dead." <laughs> what weird kinky shit has he found himself into? <laughs> like side so, off story, because I was talking with my homeboy, my singer, freaking like uh, my death metal band. Because like oh, what Oscar? we like yeah, because we talk about goth music, and he's like way more knowledgeable in goth music than I am. He's like dating like the like freaking goth scene queen.
2: Oh, Sydney's a super goth
0: yeah yeah super duper goth but no it's hilarious because freaking peter Steele like freaking like posed for playboy and uh-huh. not playboy playgirl playgirl and then the funny thing is like yeah no uh when he became a born-again christian he wasn't like he's kind of wasn't too stoked on all his sexual stuff but the most annoying part is that meet and greets and whatnot you'll have his like metalhead nerds be coming up with that playgirl issue. He was like hey bro nice cock can you sign my shit <laughs>
2: Oh, and he said the part that made him a little uncomfortable was that apparently a lot of gay men came up to him, too.
0: Well, I was feeling a lot of gay men like to buy Playgirl magazine. I could be generalizing and be definitely wrong in that statistic. But I have but, heard that women and gay men really like Playgirl magazine. Oh, you don't say.
2: No. So the songs dis- have like freaking thirst, like goth thirst king showing his penis. so so then uh, the song eventually cuts off and then we get some tribal shit for track four which is called Faye Ray comes out to play which okay it's interesting there's like a girl's crying in the background then like there's a monster movie effects and then it goes in the song five called (laughs) kill all the white people
0: and this was like a carnivore song because when it first played it's like wait where where the fuck did this hardcore song come from
2: Okay, this is a change of pace. That's why that's why I checked out their earlier albums too. In the earlier ones like they yeah, they do some of the goth stuff, but it's more of like an even blend. This one they went hard on the goth stuff. So we decided to pick the, like, the super the beginning of super we, goth. Yeah, we went to the super goth one like, first. Like, this is
0: the point where it's like he's having too much sex. Like You don't just <laughs> like start one day and having too much sex. It builds up. And
2: now this is the outcry of help. Yeah, it, it kicks on the distorted bass and bam, hardcore punk. For a minute there, it sounds... You're all the white people! Yeah, they do it with a weird accent too. Then it goes to Black Sabbath thing for most of the song and then it goes to punk for the last bit. It's in and out in three minutes. So, six is called "Summer Breeze," which is apparently a cover by a band called Seals and Crofts. Never heard of them. It sounds like a sixties band. Uh, oh, you know, I looked them up earlier. Let me double check. Uh, I think I still. Well, have you need the... to continue to talk
0: because I don't know what the rest of the song. I'll just. I remember my. Well, my I should
2: remember. I, I, remember I liked it. I mean, I thought it was all right. And they. Uh, oh yeah, they they were a band from nineteen sixty nine. Nice. <laughs> yeah, it was it was you nice. know it was all right. It sounds like um uh. I don't have much to say on it because I never heard the original song. I just want to say that Pierce Steele just found, sounds like a fucking vampire. Song 7 is an organ-heavy mm. song called um, Set Me On Fire. Short three minutes. It's fun. Was this a really, really 60s sounding song? Yeah, with like the wah, the wah pedal effects on the guitars. Or maybe that was the next. I though. don't know. I just
0: remember a song was very organ-oriented. I'm like, bro, am I listening to fucking 60s music right now?
2: I think you're thinking of a song coming up. Well, most likely, song seven. Uh, like he did <clears throat> use the organ. Yeah, and an organ could be a very spooky instrument with his freaking like
0: yes. his daddy vampire voice. Song eight is or a- it's like <laughs> I just I just got laid right now. I orgasm and now I'm too tired, but I have to sing.
2: Yeah, I'm song. <laughs> Song eight's a thirty eight second loop of a baby crying over a machinery called Dark Side of the Womb. Ha <laughs> ha get it. Leads into song nine called We Hate Everyone. Which what I think what these I
0: can guys o- were jokesters, not gonna lie.
2: Which I can only can describe a good <laughs> joke. Which I can only describe as goth punk for about a minute and a half and then the machine noises come back. Well goth
0: like well, goth music came from funk.
2: Yes, it did. I was going to say the Misfits had uh Goth Misfits uh, Goth was like usually like Misfits too. Depends on the era, but It
0: depends on what level of Well, cuz of the too. horror movie stuff. Yeah, you know? yeah, the fucking cheesy 1950s horror punk, yeah. Yeah, the old freaking like super centri- like the freaking golden age of freaking classic horror. I just wrote imagery.
2: I just wrote you know, then there's um after the machine noises, there's a chuggy riff over in Oregon and then uh Chuggy zero 01 Riss as Peter sexily serenades us. I, and then I just made a comment here about how there's so many influences, not just in the song, but in this band. Like sometimes it's new. It feels like there's bits of new wave to British heavy metal, um, a dark wave. It's interesting. Oh, they
0: sound like they have a better musical palette than fucking Ice Earth. <laughs> just about to say. Song 10 is or a fucking Rob Flynn of Machine Head. <laughs> wow. Yeah. What a fucking weird
2: thing isn't we in, to Isn't it interesting to listen to a band that actually has creativity? Or just like listens to other music? Yeah. And shit. <laughs>
0: so, it's fucking song, weird. Song 10 Instead is. Instead of like, hey, let's play fucking like musician music where we get, you can play your fucking shit. How about it's like, fucking, we got typo negative here. It's like, we're going to play some really like slow Doom music. Yeah like doom metal kind of stuff but also the touch of fucking like goth yeah like goth influence and stuff too and but a and in a sense but also we like 60s fucking music so we like to so throwing the organ in there and also we're
2: a bunch of hardcore punk guys yeah
0: and we also you know freaking creeped around CBGB's and shit in the
2: 1980s <laughs> so let's also play some fucking hardcore punk we kicked it with Tommy Victor and everything
0: wow weird fucking
2: blend but <laughs> it was still like this has been
0: one of the more funner listens yes except for Machine Head Machine Head was just more funny yeah I was listening. I Song- was like having yeah, I was howling. That's at
2: one that. of my favorite ones we've ever done. Song 10 is is an almost 11-minute epic. This is the tile track Bloody Kiss. there's like fucking two like fucking like 11-minute epics. I like this one a little I think I like this song better than Miss Carol. Oh actually. no, Miss Scarol god.
0: Loving you is like fucking the day.
2: <laughs> this song is slow and epic and it's got it's at one pace for the whole thing there's like pianos at one point and this song out of all of them you really gotta hear for yourself it's a suit it's an experience because they just keep adding layers and textures and doing stuff and to-
0: not in the fucking oh hey watch us fucking ma- hey watch us fucking masturbate or freaking musical play it's literally <laughs> like textures and layers of like yes
2: fucking song they're not writing show off pieces they're writing music they're writing- special shout out to the spoken word poem in the middle um <clears throat> pretty the dark, goth in the dark i taste your bloody kiss <laughs>
0: well remember that fucking she- stuff. remember that cheesy spoken word thing we heard in fucking like the last like ice earth album yes like, horror show and stuff yeah well we could give ice earth credit of them trying that but yeah like, yeah yeah they most likely did because they thought saw, saw some other metal band
2: do it probably
0: pizza did it because Sorry, listeners, freaking audio dropped, but we are back, and don't worry, we caught that pretty quick, because fucking, you know, Peter... Seems like he's a dude that listens to other music. Well, Iced Earth was a goofy band that freaking only listens to metal. Song 11 and is- Maybe a- they listen to other music. I'm not going to discredit Probably. them on that. I'd just be a fucking total But you asshole. don't hear it
2: reflect in their music. I don't hear that reflect in their music. Not even there. You don't reflect it in his music and Shaper's music. Nah. But Song- fucking Lord Peter. <laughs> Song 11
1: What's is- What's
0: reflected in sh- his music is like he listens to a lot of music and also has too much sex. <laughs> Like, I can't handle it. That's too much overload. It, overload. it almost comes off as a curse. Song
2: 11 is a, curse a curse of short pleasure. transition track named 30IF, or maybe it was 30IF. I don't know. Uh, it's just a bunch of weird voices and echoey sound effects with epic soundscapes. Leads into Song 12 called Too Late. Frozen. Song has this cool bass riff if I want to rip off and it leads into like a dark wave sounding, not a pop song, but just like this, just this catchy tune, you know?
0: What, did I use a fucking drum machine at this point? It was like, That's what that sounded like. Whatever, that'd be pretty goth, bro. Goes sludgy lie.
2: near the middle. Yo, then fuck he... drummers. And then there's a... <laughs> Then there's a point where he puts on this voice filter and he kind of sounds like George Harrison for a bit. Okay, and <laughs> and then and I listened to this a couple days ago, so I'm like I'm gonna be a little hazy. And
0: here's the thing, like a lot of it blended together, but at least I could t- felt like there was changes.
2: Too late for apologies, huh? That's they, oh they say, that
1: no. one. Oh fuck that this one. This is
2: that song. Yeah. Too that- late for apologies, huh? <laughs> it's too late. It's too late. Too late. That was a fucking weird one. Did we get to the second hardcore song yet? No, that was, um, I thought that was, no, yeah, we did. That was, um, kill all the white people. I, no, no that's, kill, the, that's that was, we hate one. everyone. But it was like, oh, 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 oh they did this like, like weird They did, they did the thing.
0: fucking skank or disc or DV, whatever you want to fucking call it. Whatever the galloping yeah. drums. But yeah. then it was like, so fucking just
2: like friggin'
0: just like pretty just chilling fucking chug riff.
2: Yeah. And then song 13 is called blood and fire. This is the only one that didn't really jump out of me. It was catchy. And I liked the bridge with the wind instruments. The soul section was cool. The only other notable thing I could think of is that it sounded like to my ears, Peter was trying to speak in French. He he put on an accent. And I thought he said shit in another language. It made me feel confusing things. Oh. Then the last song's called "Can't Use You." Uh, it's it's um, not a ballad, but it's a slow song. It's not much to say, but it's it was a good song. It had a sitar, which kind of makes those George Harris that George Harrison comment I made earlier seem real. Hey, maybe Peter listens <laughs> to the Beatles. But uh, yeah, it was a uh, played with a lot I of different that, textures I'm, I'm and cool feelings.
0: With, I'm cool with him ripping off the Beatles, and then fucking hearing I start to rip off Iron Maiden for like the freaking twentieth
2: time. So, yeah, um, that was it. I can safely say um, I like the album. I liked it a lot. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. It's creative. It's imaginative. There's inspired. It's heavy. It's melodic. It's rocking, but it's goth. It's tongue in cheek. You know, it's self-aware, but it's still serious, too. But it's having fun. It's it's good shit. Honestly, I wish I would have listened to. The world earlier and the given Typo Negative a shot, but uh, I'm glad I did now. I, I was like, hey, I came away from this going, like, fuck yeah, Typo Negative. <laughs> hey,
0: fucking, hey, might as well start now. You can continue on. Well, we're going to continue. Now we got to go back to Ice Thirst because fuck us. <laughs> we took on the Ice Thirst challenge, so we're going to finish this fucking Ice Thirst challenge. Yes. Maybe I'll fucking, after like go, going through the Tim Ripper albums, I'll go, like, I'm so done with this fucking.
2: Man, let's take another album break. Maybe we can come back to O negative. That we might come
0: back to something else.
2: Yes. All right. So speaking of challenges, um, not really, but so our main event today we have for you is the decline of Western civilization. Tell us a little bit about it. Um well, as I freaking get like
0: get a timestamp going down, I'll just I'll just remember forty nine forty five, whatever. 49, 45, 49, 45, 49, 45. The of Western Civilization was a documentary that came out in 1980. Yes. At least that's when it dropped. It was filmed between of like December 1979, I think. And then like wrapped up around like uh, end May of, of 80. Yeah. So around the like end of spring of like, yeah, of 80. And literally it was like done by like someone like I'm going to most likely fuck up their name. It was like Penelope Saphiris. Saf sa- I know that, Yeah, yeah. whatever she has done three of these documentaries of stuff called The Decline of Western Civilization and this was her first one as I said done capturing the freaking L.A. punk scene during of like yeah 79 going into 1980 and stuff
2: and all it's drugged out CD glory
0: and CD glory or just like what was going on it was like kind of a wild thing this was like kind of like what was like what it was before it kind of blew up and became like more of like what was known as hardcore and
2: stuff mm-hmm. It opens up with a boy named Eugene talking about how dope punk oh, is. Oh, the boy Eugene! This dude, everybody, he talks just like this. <clears throat> She's like, "Well, why?" He's like, oh, "I don't know. It's not fake. It's well, something y- new. It's bringing old rock and roll. Well, back, Well, you gotta have a higher pitched voice. Not bringing rock and roll back, man. It's, it's not, not bringing, bullshit. It's not as bullshit. And then we cut, and then we get a cut. We cut uh, all these punk bands reading out this letter live at a show, which the letter says." Attention, please be advised... Oh, thank God you got that, because I was not. <laughs> please be advised that by your entry upon this premises that you are consenting to being photographed and having your likeness used in a motion picture. All of them read it to a varying degree. Some of them were too drunk, or, or, or like, they were fucking, slurring. Or, or you heard, mean Darby is Oh, like, yeah, you hear Darby uh, crash.
0: And I'm uh, under this premises... Or you got angry assholes like freaking Keith Morris. Like, premises on the uh, on oh, premises on this premises... Or you got the friggin' singer fear going like doing a freaking silly accent. Yeah. And they're doing on these premises. Or you so, get the fucking post punk band with the really aggro lady saying this. Oh, was that the Alice one? No, it's not Alice in the bags. Okay. No, it's Catholic discipline. Oh, that one. It's the yeah, one with yeah. the friggin' like top hat. Yeah, yeah. I just know what like the aggro like freaking like guitar player was just like reading off like the friggin' like disclaimer and stuff. I'm assuming this was the singer. But like for- so
2: angrily. It's yeah. like calm down. I remember I think this was I'm assuming this was the singer for like, fear. Like Keith Morris is
0: a weird angry asshole. Yes. Like he just said no. I was like yeah and you know what Fuck you. <laughs> Or just like something like there's that.
2: There's a then it, it lists the bands that are going to be shown in this picture. As I'm assuming the singer for peers like, hey, who let all these long hairs in here? It's the 1980s. Can't you afford a fucking haircut? Shit like that.
0: Yeah. So there's a the thing about people that might not be aware. Back then, yes, you would get your ass whipped if you had long hair in the punk mm-hmm. scene and like the oldest LA punk scene. It's a yeah. wild fucking shit, bro. It was the Wild West right there.
2: So then it's the decline. It's of, the, of Western the Western civilization. civilization. I get it now
0: ah, hey what's like let's go film fucking some <laughs> weird freaking people that like are like playing some abrasive music
2: so we get um, we get footage. Um, they they have a list of the bands that are going to be in this picture as we get footage of your typical rowdy punk show. Bunch of short haired, angry kids in leather jacket or bright clothes or quirky outfits, crazy hair. The camera pauses on this one kid whose leather jacket just says hate on it like it's supposed to be some poignant shot. The band, the band that plays um, the chick. I think this was. This might have been X or the Alice oh, you talking about, Band. Oh, like,
0: are you talking about with this uh, opening thing? Yeah, yeah. Where we just get shots of dudes slam dancing. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. just like other shots of Peeps saying that. Yeah, think... and that
2: was X's nausea. Okay, so yeah. Uh, the uh, 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 I forget I forget how you say her name, but she kind of looks like our friend. Nausea. She looks kind of. Sunday, no, I was going to say the singer chick. She kind of looks like our friend Cora. Um, Wait, which one? The singer for X or really? was the One just because the makeup and the hair, the short hair. Oh no,
0: like Carl is, Carl doesn't have friggin' uh, long hair, True. have that as
2: long as hair. So then we we talked this nothing really happens for a while. Um Are we talking about we meet John? No, now we meet Wayne Mayott talking about what makes hardcore punk hardcore punk. He's like the fuzz, the speed and high volume. And then he says this was funny to me, monotone vocals characterized by protest lyrics. Then we get another guy named Brendan talking about how he thinks the shows get out of hand, linking it. He tries to link it to BPM, basically. Yeah, so he like literally
0: describes we meet Brendan Mullen, an owner of a club, and he starts trying to describe punk rock. And he's like, yeah, no, it's like unlike disco, where it kind of hangs around between 100, 120 beats per minute, where so mm-hmm. you're able to jog back and forth. It like jumps up like 240 beats per minute. And it gets stuff. to
2: 300. I'm like, what?
0: and I wrote that and I'm just sitting there it's like here's the thing I can believe if like they're at like 120 beats per minute and maybe playing double time but this is a fucking tech test speed we're going here (laughs) what is I'm like, what is this guy smoking? And yeah, he elaborates that there's a lot of violence at the show sometimes. And he describes the punk seems to be more like folk music, like folk, not fuck
2: music. Fuck music. No, I literally
0: was like, I was trying to do his voice. Like, it seems it's more like folk music and it's like protest energy and it's rawness. Kind of like the folk music in the 1960s where it was mostly like a form of protest and like everything. Except this one just more like instead of just like sitting around and getting loaded this mm-hmm. is where you, like, get loaded, but then you try to fight each other when the music gets
2: fast. Yeah. And how they all talk about the same stuff. And, yeah. Then we cut to Black Flag. Fuck yeah. With Ron Reyes. Yeah, not Keith Morris. Not Henry Rollins. Well, Ron Reyes. Ron Reyes. Reyes. Yeah,
0: and he's the singer between Keith Morris and band
2: because Who left the band uh, because the band of the violence. And then he came back to... He to he actually came back to sing on their 2013 album, which I heard sucked. Uh, so yeah which uh so that being said they get on and they rip it up they play white minority and then this and then the song depression i just wrote down it's just like
0: dude just looking like a fun warehouse show and i'm like i do miss being an asshole at shows not gonna lie and it, we're, we're introduced to ron reyes and then we get the song mm-hmm. depression and then there's one verse that like kind of so- looks basically looks like an incel rant <laughs>
2: Yeah. yeah. well, So as uh, you see some of the dudes in this fucking dock. Uh, so they look they, pretty fucking seventies as fuck. So then we cut to a place called the church. Where Black Flag lives, and I thought they were being facetious, but no, they give some history. They Literally, it's like, hey, we
0: jam here and also live here.
2: Yeah, they give some history about the place and how apparently there's homeless hippies there, but they smoke so much weed that they just they just chill and nothing happens. Yeah,
0: they kind of just yeah, they pretty much just live there and get loaded twenty four seven.
2: Ron shows his room looking, uh, which, which is, is
0: basically a closet under
2: the stairs, like a punk rock Harry Potter. Yeah, according to him, he's he. According to him, there's autographs from girls and used panties in there and i'm like this guy this guy <laughs> um yep and then and then they start asking you know uh, about money stuff and, and i'm paraphrasing but he basically says yeah dude um we kind of don't get shit from our gigs we're lucky to get a meal
0: and like literally it's like and ron says you know what? i kind of just mooch off rich girls not gonna lie
2: <laughs> then they ask about the songs why they're so fast and i think the basis is like it's yeah, greg Greg, yeah. He's like... Not yeah. the bassist, the main guitar player. And to
0: do that... Oh, that, so well, rap- that, that was Greg Gin. Yeah, that is Greg Okay, Greg. I, I got to
2: mix up. my bad. Well, there's so, like
0: the bass, like the Mohawk dude that's just kind of freaking drinking the 40.
2: Yeah. No, okay, this is the guy that asked, that answers the question about... I was right. He answers the question about the songs. He's like, yeah, uh, they're short because that's how long the inspiration lasts. And they're... No, the speed gets us off and the short is just how long it lasts. I'm like, fair enough. Then Jin talks about how they're banned from a shitload of clubs for rowdy crowds. And I wrote here... Truly the hate breed of our time.
0: Yeah, and then we get a rant from the bass player, the Mohawk guy. And he's just going like, yeah, you know what? I was going to school for brain surgery and stuff. But then I eventually realized, you know what? Fuck school. I feel like jamming punk rock. Mm-hmm. I just want to get loaded, drink fucking He was a brain old. surgeon. Yes, he was a brain surgeon. And now he played also short-term in like
2: Black Flag. And there was, to me Because he did was, not
0: last, believe me. No.
2: And then to me, there's no a No fuck- one
0: really lasts in Black Flag. Only except like,
2: for Greg. It was like, well- Black Flag
0: is his band. Yes. It's literally Greg. And like the longest one was like Greg. I don't know if Robo was still playing, but it was like for sure Greg. Helen Rollins, the trick mm-hmm. that played bass. Yeah. And then I don't know who the drummer was. It could have been Robo. Hopefully, I like to think it's Robo. There's a
2: funny bit where they ask it, where they ask uh, Greg Ginn, they're like, hey, what does Black Flag mean? And he's just like, anarchy. I'm like, it's like okay. Uh, it's like, well, he wasn't like, <laughs>
0: anarchy. He's like, eh. anarchy. Then,
2: then we cut to so them. Here's the
0: thing. So I'm going to tell you right now some of these guys had fucking like drizzling depths of fucking like charisma.
2: Oh, yeah. <laughs> then we cut to them playing live again Ron says "This next song goes out to the LAPD we got arrested at Blackies for playing punk rock music I'm thinking to myself I'm pretty sure that's not the only reason but yeah they play revenge you know, I don't know this is LA cops true. and this is also you know this way- is before the LA riots so they were pretty still totalitarian assholes
0: yeah and most likely them playing rowdy like freaking punk rock and most likely cops like well fuck you we ain't you know, it's like, you know, we're just going to draw our guns. We're not going to de-escalate. Fuck you guys. We're you just know, watching
2: go. Ron perform, people shit talk on his stay in the band a lot. I don't know. I, I kind of like his energy. He was one of I for far as I know, he was one of the few Latinos actually playing hardcore music at the time. That's not the only reason I like him, but I think it's kind of neat. Well, there was a lot of Latinos playing like punk rock, but most yeah, likely you know. They didn't really go
0: anywhere. Yeah, because fucking like, you know, racism exists and this documentary yep. shows the fucking racism. Holy
2: shit. I don't I don't mean to sound I hate say, saying stuff like this cuz I feel like I sound like an SJW and people are sensitive about this stuff, but genuinely, there was so much fucking casual racism and blunt racism and in like this doc. you
0: can play sjw but it's like here's the thing bro like i'm not defending it but i'm gonna tell you right now yeah this is definitely like it's supposed to be like late 70s and 80s but this felt like 1970s yes this felt like what i would imagine 1970s fucking california and yes casual racism was a thing yes and you could go like, "Oh, they weren't a bunch of fucking snowflakes. They freaking took those comments with pride and stride, and they didn't give a fuck." <laughs> pride and stride. I love it when
2: people try to say that. Yeah. No, they got pissed about it, but they couldn't do anything. Well, because that was the way well, back it was. then. Those fucking punch you. Yeah, that too.
0: They weren't much like the cops. Didn't fucking you
2: didn't punch someone in your life was screwed as much. Yeah, back then you could get away with a lot more shit. So then we cut to a woman named Nicole, who's manager for the Germs. Who, fun fact, I always forget this. That had Pat Smear in the band, who would become Nirvana's touring guitarist in their last year when, unfortunately, Kurt was so whacked out on heroin he had trouble playing his guitar live. And he would end up joining the Foo Fighters. He's one of their guitarists. I'm like, bro, low-key. Low key. Wait, was he in this documentary? No, that's the thing. Oh, he, this must be later. They, well, no, he's there. He's in it. He's in the doc, I'm pretty sure, but he didn't talk. But yeah, well, no, I meant, that dude's like, got
0: some clout. I'm about to say, I was like, I'm like well, I, that's why I was asking, like, did we actually see him perform?
2: Yeah, yeah. He was the bassist, I think. Yeah, whatever. So we
0: meet Nicole, yeah. the manager of the Germs. She goes on why the Germs don't get club shows anymore. Yeah. She describes how the Germs have a pretty unstable or pretty unstable during live shows and stuff, which then we get a shot of a very freaking loaded out Darby Go like.
2: Buy me a fucking beer. Darby crash is a sad story, just no matter how you look at it. It's a sad, but this was a very loaded up. This person was very loaded up. So we get an interview with Darby where he's
0: pretty normal. Mm -hmm. And then like a shot of his girlfriend as they're just hanging out, cooking breakfast in the kitchen. Yeah, just
2: making some eggs they're chilling um, they they ask him this weird question about they ask him about his injuries they ask him why is he uh, why does he do it and why he refuses to sing directly into the microphone because I guess he just sings around it and he know. just goes like I don't. I just don't pay attention I kind of just do kinda whatever looks, he kind of looks like a heroined out Billy Idol I think he was heroined out <laughs> Nicole then tells how when they got together they didn't know how to play so they oh would... I
0: think you also didn't get the part where Darby talked about like this like worse injury where he like sliced his fucking foot real no, bad no. at the whiskey or was it oh after? the foot
2: oh the foot no i didn't catch that one i caught a different one though.
0: are you talking about when he like sliced
2: his neck yes
0: but like it wasn't that bad but like the foot one was like he was like they were about to play an encore at the whiskey go-go and he just jumped on stage most likely barefoot and he just jumped like his foot landed some fucking
2: glass and it was yeah. just like shredded up and so um what was i gonna say here okay so, yeah, and then uh, Nicole says when they got together, they didn't know how to play. Um, so, they would do things to camouflage that, like a punk rock green jello. More punk rock and jello So then the germs play This song called Manimal I think It's raw It's sloppy Darby's fucking loaded And it's Dude, off it's time just, as fuck It's bad It's bad It's I, I, felt, like, I felt bad Calling it bad Because I feel like Someone would watch This performance Some punker Would watch that performance And be like Oh man That was fucking great But no It, it wasn't good No it was It was really not it,
0: This is like Alright I'm stepping out Of the venue I caught enough <laughs> and just, I'm not watching this set Unless like Darby's about to I'm like uh, unless I'm gonna suggest so like I think if you want to see it's like dude, I think this dude might die in front of me.
2: Then they ask him this what is kind of be a show. <laughs> then they ask him what kind of drugs do you do? He's like, Well, speed. Then after I get nervous, I take a downer and then I start drinking. I'm like fuck, dude. He is really loaded. So Nicole talks about being a single mom, and Darby talks about how he cut himself with a switchblade on the neck. And then this had Wait, me fuck. You talking
0: about Nicole, the like the manager, the manager. Yeah. How about Michelle, his like lady? Which I also wrote down. Yeah, Michelle looks this- like a chick Edward would want to date.
2: man fuck you so ah wrong so they I know all they talk about about a boy they talk about how apparently they found a fucking they knew this guy and then they found his dead body on their lawn or something and they were and they called the paramedics and they were making jokes with the paramedics about how they joked about how the John Doe was a Jose Doe because the person was Mexican or something but he didn't say the word Mexican no Darby said quote unquote he was because he was a wet back and then the Producers are like, Well, did you feel bad? And his girlfriend's like, No, he was a because he was a painter. She says, No, I hate painters. And I wrote here, I'm just like, Ugh, edgelords. But this isn't even them being edge lords. They're literally talking about this hey, is legitimately how they felt. Yeah, I was like, So there was a dead body.
0: And we kind of just walked past it. Yeah. And like I kicked it because I thought this dude was just crashed out. And it was like, no, he this was a painter. He got up, most likely had a heart attack while up on a ladder and he fell down to his death. Yep. And then, like, yeah, you got these, like, punks just pop up and it's like, oh, hello, this dude's all loaded up. And they're like, oh, hey, this guy's actually dead. Yeah. And, like, oh, no, no identity or anything. Most likely an immigrant and stuff and freaking, yeah, no. Oh, Jose, Do, ho, hello. Um, I actually not. was like
2: getting upset. Yeah I was about to yeah it's like we did not reflect. Like Mexican dad or no Mexican dad I feel like that would have accept, upset me. We do not agree with the freaking racism. I just want to state that Yeah, because we are discarded and you might as
0: well and like you just go on full turn. I just hope you don't drop n-bombs later. That's all. Oh I'm...
2: no I would never do that. Okay. That one and not to say like you know that word has more power over any other word but it's just I feel like WebEx is one I feel like I'm not saying I'm allowed to say it, but I mean I have well, experience you are, me and the family have experience with that word, so and you are Latino. Yes. Yeah. Um, my father is Mexican, and yeah, I've lived I've definitely grown up more with the Mexican half than my mom's
0: And half. your pops grew up around this time period. Oh, yeah,
2: he's had to deal with it too. He yeah, had to so deal with he, the racism too. Here's the thing. Um, they'll strip tell you uh, how casual racism was. Yes. So then we cut to a dude named Robert Briggs talking about punk rock magazines. And um, fuck, where the, the fuck am I? <laughs> the issues they. Fi- I guess we just went past fanzines
0: Yeah, I guess we went past the part of all the fucking germs and stuff.
2: Oh yeah, that's right. I forgot. Well, they played another. They played a song called "Shut Down." I felt high watching him. Yeah, it and was then a tarantula like, crawls on his arm. Yeah, it was
0: like we just get a shot of him fucking around the tarantula. Mm-hmm. He like talked about slicing his neck, and then we also get a like notice that oh yeah, so Nicole left like a month later. Yeah,
2: I left April first. I was like, you know what? I don't blame her. <laughs> Then we cut. Why were you band man- Why are you managing this band in the first place? Yeah, right. Unless literally. She needed money.
0: It's like, it's a resume builder. That's yep. All, that, I could believe that sometimes. It's like, sometimes you just got to do a resume builder.
2: Yeah. So then we cut to a dude named Robert Briggs talking about punk rock fanzines and the issues they face making them. Like, you know, in between, you know, between infighting, between contributors, pissing off record labels. And then we meet this dude named Kickface. Who's reading off this letter? I think he wrote talking about how New Wave isn't real. Oh, so Kickface was the Frenchman because yes. I just
0: wrote—I never caught his name. I just wrote him as the
2: Frenchman. Yeah, well, his stage name or whatever is—he's known as Kickface. He's known as Kickface, but literally, it's like—and you could think like—I'm not trying to be
0: racist saying he's a Frenchman, but. He literally talked like this. No, he that's how he talked. He literally had the Frenchman accent and he was talking th- and,
2: and he was reading this letter. It was hard for me to understand him sometimes, I must admit. Really I can understand him just fine. Like not every time, but a couple times. Then he talks about how the letters they receive are oh, like... Oh, yeah.
0: You were talking about how he's like, New Wave is not not a genre. Not a yeah. genre at all. No, he says it's not real. It's not real. It's all bullshit. Yeah. Yes, there's post-punk. There's rockabilly. There's like punk rock and hardcore punk rock. But New Wave, no. This is total bullshit. This is not the real thing. And
2: then I laugh because New Wave is a real thing. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It but literally is. This is
2: 1980. This is 19. This is, this is 1979. So it's 1980. New wave's about to take off.
0: Yes, new wave it will <laughs> be a thing. And yeah, front and uh, kickface. So yeah, it's just funny, but like we have the power of knowing the future.
2: Then he talks about how their their letters that they get from fans are either filled with love or filled with hate, either po- talking about how they saved their lives, people calling them homophobic slurs or communists. It's
0: like they'll send the, the calling us like fascists or sexists or communists or Fuck fuckets
2: or something like uh, that. Uh, one lady talks about One lady in there Talks about how she always Finds typos from one of their writers Because they're a stoner And then Kickface gets a call Saying that there was a riot At the Hong Kong theater And I didn't understand Hong He's... Kong theater Or the Hong Kong cafe I, I thought it was Because here's the thing said... It's like
0: oh. the, Because then we get Like when we get to friggin' Kickface's band friggin' Catholic Discipline They're playing at the Hong Kong
2: Okay so that's what it was My bad
0: I was like So there was a riot At the Hong Kong Oh okay yeah, I don't know if it's like, because I know there's the fucking Susie and the Banshee song, Hong Kong Garden, where it's about like fucking them trying to friggin' fight off Nazis at a friggin' Chinese restaurant. Oh, Okay.
2: But I don't know if it was that. So then now we got his band, Catholic Discipline, playing a song called Underground Babylon. I feel like I've heard the name before, but I'll be honest. I didn't really know them, heard of them. Yeah. They weren't around that long. Yeah,
0: they're not on Spotify. I can tell you that.
2: It's an interesting note. You remember, like, I don't remember if this was on podcast or at our last band practice, but you remember a while ago you were talking to me about Queercore? Yeah. Um, and queer core is a thing. Yeah, apparently a woman well, a woman. Born- and this isn't a fucking like homophobic thing. This is literally
0: I mean, Jimmy, like queer core oh, is yeah. an actual thing against homophobia.
2: Yeah. So a woman who was in the band. So don't be born- fucking coming at me like, oh motherfucker, you say queer. Fuck you. There was a there's a woman that was in this band, uh born Susan, but she goes by uh Frank or Frank, um, who apparently was a super influential part of that movement. It says so on her wiki page, so that's cool. Was it? I think she was like the bassist or she was in this band though. So yes. that's kind of neat.
0: Oh, I, I totally forgot back. She to got the no fo-
2: screen time too. Yeah. To,
0: to totally like rewind real quick back to the phone call. It was, was like a riot where firemen showed up and the firemen went on stage to try to get the crowd to stop doing stuff. But the crowd thought they were a band about to perform. And they kept on doing shit. Oh yeah, yeah. And then like yeah, we got Kickface laughing at it. So yeah, we basically we get a performance. Catholic Discipline, post punk band. Yes. They come off like total aggro art kids. Oh dude, like they are art kids, <laughs> but they're really, really pissed off art kids.
2: Yeah, they had like the on this one song they play. There's a keyboard. It sounds like a. It sounds like if the Ramones had a keyboard. And then we just got him just like the singer going, just like stating. I word. know the taste of guilt.
0: Ah, uh, I know the taste of guilt. And uh, and he's just like not even singing with tempo or like the music. Yeah. He's just kind of just like doing poetry. But it's like <clears throat> his French a- accent is so be an like, angry, entertaining.
2: Trying to be an angry Jim Morrison.
0: Dude, He's just a, dude, they're just a bunch of aggro freaking art kids.
2: Yeah. So then um, some more stuff happened. They asked, they asked him, what is he like about performing on stage? I think he's like... Uh, you know, when I perform, I feel powerful and I can also make an ass out of myself for fun. Then Robert talks about how, uh, this music is, uh, feel, he feels like that this kind of music is the only kind of real revolution left. They get a letter from a super hardcore right political person, maybe a young Ben Shapiro, literally the, to sum it up, the letter is complaining about liberals. Oh how little things Or change. Liberals are hippies. Yeah, yeah. Because it's yeah. just sitting like, yeah, well if their fucking
0: nuclear power was to go away and their power gets cut off, oh they're gonna be the first ones they'll be bitching about, oh, why don't my speakers work? I think that was <laughs> the
2: most relevant line I got. Yeah. So then um so then then he's also talking about how he feels like in punk there's no brotherhood anymore. Everyone just has their own weird vibes now. Uh, you know, different ugly vibes and, uh, they, they sounds like metal ugly vibes and stuff. It just, so they play a song called Barbie doll lust, which is explicitly about rape. Like no joke. That's literally what it is. It, I'm, I didn't, wow! I not because I thought the song, was kind of tight, not gonna lie. Musically. No,
0: a, no, musically, it was a good sounding song. It, it was like slow, but then it would pick up when it's like, all right, dude, time to start fighting people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, all right, time to slam dance, bro. No, the, no, like, the, it's, the song the structure could,
2: was cool. Like, yeah, you could tell his vibe with it. This was like the better of the two songs. So then, um, uh, then he reads a letter by someone named Malcontent ranting about the middle class the only line that really stood out to me was he was he said something like burn the books of poetry before they encourage purpose i'm just like what i don't know yo dude a lot of fucking weird shit going
0: on in like the end of the 70s going into 80s so now, now- we
2: meet x are debatably the biggest band on here yes yeah for sure we get shot to themselves I don't know why the, doc, the documentary, documentary felt kind of slow at this point, kind of because for a, for the next long minutes. was well, just going to say like they answer questions, but they're kind of
0: like these people aren't the most like big charismatic personalities or anything. I'm trying sure to remember if that was you or me. Uh, that that might have been me. Yeah. sorry, I just heard a fucking big bag, like whatever random bang on the wall and whatever these aren't like the most like charismatic people but they're pretty down to earth and stuff they seem like cool peeps like literally we meet the band x and we just get shots of them doing diy tattoos literally taking a freaking um sewing needle wrapping a freaking like inked up like thread around it like drawing some on their sharpie and then freaking yeah they're just like poking the shit out of their skin to try to get a tattoo going diy yeah.
2: tattoos <laughs> yeah um and
0: like literally the first part was like them discussing tattoos but then the singer scene talks about like having a good experience with the club and stuff since i guess like they're like not as like one of the worst bands to fucking deal with and stuff mm-hmm. and then a question if they get in trouble for the way they look and they usually say it's like you know we get like casual death threats every now and then and stuff and then they're asked about their songs and like asked it's like you guys seem like you talk about like dark topics and it's like um oh. Kind of talk about realistic topics, yeah. And
2: honestly, this is dark already.
0: So it's pretty easy for it to be dark. Like
2: how much else? Other standout moments is when the singer gal, uh, they have this uh Christian pamphlet, like um, pinned about, on the wall. Yeah, I know the thing about X like, scene too, it's like, she is legit. Like the fucking, she was a huge
0: scene queen for the punk rock back then. Oh yeah. Like literally like she freaking, was, a, she was an important person. Yeah. I know. Like freaking women, like freaking like worshiped her and like would come up and hang out with her to do tattoos and makeup and stuff. Like she fucking had, like she, she was scene queen.
2: Yeah for sure
0: yeah yeah then it's like there's also her talking about how like her guitar player is hot which is written down she's <laughs> sipping for a guitar player and then we get it Like, I it, like, think obscene, she
2: married him
0: I don't know but then we get a scene showing her pamphlet collection of like crazy is, religious propaganda yeah, 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 yeah. where there's like anti gay slurs mm-hmm. public schools are fucking bullshit and sus don't trust yeah, that shit yeah and then they also talk about like yeah as a band we met like three years ago in Venice yeah Um, you seem like you got like some good like details on the pamphlet
2: yeah, it was just, um, it was just talking about. Um, it, I didn't really get too much on the pamphlet actually. It was just talking about how you know. I, uh, it's a sin to live that way and that uh, you could convert, basically. Just stuff like that. Yeah, it was like that stuff or like selling like freaking public school. Then the guitarist, shit. I think, was talking about how a throat how a throat cancer patient died in uh, the apartment he lives in.
0: Yeah, there was like an ex before. I think I just got off. It's like, yeah, they got loaded off liquor and then they started drinking this cancer medication.
2: Yeah, because like I said, the dude died. So they raided his fr- They raided his fridge. Raided his fridge and got loaded off his shit. And finally, they play a song It's called Biak. Pff, Biak. Biak beyond and back beyond and back if nothing else it was just nice to hear some music then you know they play the like, song yeah
0: no like here's the thing a lot of these dudes weren't the most entertaining interviews like well they said shocking shit yeah religious really like fuck they Talk about yeah dead bodies and getting loaded off fucking cancer medication but they were also just kind of chilling really casual
2: yeah uh beyond and back uh it was nice to hear uh, nothing really happens they just play the song and uh, let people vibe. Then they play a song called Johnny Hit and Run Pauline, which is, they're straight up just about sex. And I mean, then they, they said
0: it like that too. It's like, Oh, this song's about shit.
2: <laughs> and then they introduced the song called we're desperate. And then the singer jokes about how people are going to joke that they aren't, you know, really uh, desperate anymore, you know, cause they have money. But yeah, this is, really? the, I thought
0: they were describing how poor they are.
2: I guess they got no, no, money. No, 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 they were, but they were joking about how in the future one day people are going to make jokes about, you know, Oh, you're not desperate. You have all this money, stuff like that, which is funny. Cause they ended up making quite a lot of money. So, um, it's another. It's another pretty cool song. There's a sick mosh pit. It's another one of those songs where they show the lyrics. No, it's on not it.
0: moshing, bro. It's slam dancing. All right, I'm sorry. Get
2: it real. There's a sick slam dance thing going on. Come on, mosh is sus, bro. Slam the, dance is way sicker. This was funny. Like, to yeah, me. it's like actually, I, it's not. It's not even that because they exclusively refer to it as pogoing.
0: Yeah. Which
2: is more like it's slam
0: dancing, but yeah. pogoing and stuff. But
2: literally it's Then like, this was fine to me. There there's a meeting with security people for the club and the guy there's this dude telling everyone, Okay, so there's a difference between pogo dancing and fighting. Like if a guy's strangling a girl and grabbing right, her this ass. This is the
0: security meeting, yeah.
2: right? He's like, Yeah, so listen, if a guy's strangling a girl and grabbing her ass, that's just pogoing. Like she could be crying or enjoying it with how weird these kids get. And so this, it's like
1: the sounds, sounds
2: like,
0: like kinda like there, it's like this dude's getting up this like tricks personal space, kind of just roll with it, yeah. and like pay attention, but then don't jump straight in. There's a sound guy but there. If they start punching. They're straight up just punching each other yeah. out, and it's just like a gang
2: beating. Then it's like, oh yeah, please, please jump in. There's this, there's this sound guy there that's named Gary. He just had this biggest like what the fuck look on his face. So then they're like, hey, listen, there's no real difference. But listen, violence is violence. Pogoing is having fun. And then they and then someone tells a story about how some dude tried to rip off Xena's dress once at a show. And then they does uh,
0: a bunch of fucking
2: horny creeps. Here's the thing. We meet a lot
0: of fucking horny creeps. Yes. And then Here's the thing about this director. She really gets good fucking shit. Of she like, actually does. Of
2: like really horrible people. Yeah that's what she wanted so then they open the doors and oh boy here comes Keith Morris's little baby circle jerk fuck yeah listen I know he's a wacky asshole but the dude makes some good punk
0: like no Circle Jerks is a good band and his band off was
2: just a Circle Jerks worship <laughs> band oh actually do you know how that happened they were recording an album they were working with this producer and and uh, the band members wrote Please these songs Please tell me
0: Keith Morris became his weird angry weird, aggro
2: dude yes because the band wrote these songs and then the producer because that's why there hasn't been another album in so long because the last one they did took a long time because they were there was a bunch of fighting and no one agreed with Keith Morris's sound direction cuz they all wrote all these songs but the producer was like no man that's not real circle jerks so they were it's like no oh. real circle so, jerks so man. they so they were like okay fuck you and then Keith Morris and that guy formed off yeah. So, long story short, Keith Keith Morris was being Keith Morris yes. and shit out another band. Oh fuck, I've seen Off too. You have? Oh, yeah. yeah you d- How were they? I'm trying to remember that show. I was this with
0: Waste. I'm trying to think. If this was with me oh, and they must
2: have been stoked to play that show,
0: dude. It was fucking trips because it was like I think this was when like I think Higher and Fire was supposed to play, but freaking Homeboy had to freaking get his like toe amputated. Oh, oh yeah, that did happen. To yeah, me. yeah, when Matt Pike got his toe amputated. Yeah. So we got like Off in another band. I just remember it was like Necrot. I I think toxic mm-hmm. like holocaust because i think i was watching necrot and like joel grind appeared right beside me and i'm like yeah. oh shit that's tight dude i got fucking joel grind right next to me
2: and it's like oh
0: fuck he's I tall just, and then there was off i can't remember the other fucking band There was like a fifth band on there man shows what a fucking <laughs> thing here's the thing about watching this documentary it's like you know what? i'm now feeling it i'd be nice to kick it out a show mm-hmm. i'm not like i need a show it's just my therapy what the fuck man <laughs> I'm just like, like I just want to kick out a show. If a band's cool that makes me want to slam dance, I'd be totally down for that. But if not, I'm just totally down, chilling with the homies outside and having fun conversations. Yeah.
2: So Circle Jerks plays Red Tape, and um, then they they play the songs, whatever. They play a song called Back Against the Wall. It's another one with lyrics. Then they play, I Just Want Some Skank. And I'm like, what, like fucking skank or like a female? I, I think feel it was like a female. it was probably the female. I think it was the
0: female, and I'm just like, hey, dude, edgy lyrics. Here's the thing at the time, because it's like... Punk music was kind of rebelling against that shitty fucking yacht rock and like <laughs> freaking also like a lot of these kids' parents were most likely from like the 1960s. So there was mm-hmm. a lot
2: of that freaking like- So they were either pretend- There's a lot
0: of, the hippie, there like, lot of that hippie mentality at the same times where it's like, honestly, you're not being realistic of what's going on around in our environment.
2: Yeah, exactly. So they
0: were pretty pissed off about that. Seriously, like, I'm not doubting like hippie vibe this. Like sometimes hippie stuff is like legit. Like we oh, yeah. should like have stuff be cleaner. Stuff should maybe reform. Maybe we need to like stop capitalism polluting the freaking like earth and stuff. But we also need to be realistic sometimes because honestly it's like, bro, like you might be cool in Zend out, but not everyone's cool in Zend out. There's yeah, some exactly. fucked up
2: assholes. Yeah, there's some fucked up assholes and shit is fucking whack.
0: Especially in the freaking like nineteen seventies like Especially
2: I know it, in nineteen seventies Los Angeles. Yeah, like or at least like late seventies Los Angeles. I'm just saying. And then um and this was funny, like it makes sense. Maybe there's some deleted scenes, but Circle Jerks didn't even talk. They played four songs in the documentary and then they fucked off. And then we actually finally come back to Eugene. Yeah, it's from the like start weird, of the movie. yeah, like
0: literally we got like a circle jerks performance and then yeah, a huge fight at the end of the show and stuff. Yeah. And then then we get an interview of like just a freaking like a lineup of like young punks and stuff. And then we get the homeboy, Eugene. Yes. As he's like telling us on how he likes to like how his friends like to
2: beat up on his friends and stuff. Yeah. He's he's like, man, my friends beat up the wrong people. They're not beating up the posers, not beating up the posers, man. Then a girl. Then I was pissed off because there was a girl in here named Jennifer, but it wasn't with an F. It was with a PH. And I hated that. Eugene? but
0: she's like sl- I wrote down like and then Jennifer we get Jennifer explains about slam like slam dating violence
2: Yo, yeah 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 Uh, some of these interviews had some good shit like um, Eugene then backs up by saying most people don't care when they see fighting happening they just go up and start kicking and punching a guy named John talks about hair this one guy named Michael Michael was a fucking trip he's the one where he he had the X.
0: oh are you talking about the fucking meathead yeah he's talking about yeah I like broke a dude's jaw and stuff yeah man they said I hit him
2: with a bottle I guess I did I guess I did yeah you just talk like that then Eugene's asked about the pent-up aggression and he's like, just seeing all all these old people and buses like, well, and yeah. shit. Like
0: like freaking he's asked, is like, so why do you always come off angry and stuff? And it's like, man, I'm just like a product of my environment, man. Just like hanging out,
2: seeing all these like old people, these like buses or dirty air and yeah. stuff. And how now, they and, and and then, you know, it kind of goes on. And then uh all of them kind of talk about a, b- a varying bunch of stuff like, you know, their their hatred for cops. Them how, being harassed by cops. How them. now there's a punk versus punk mentality. How none of them like punks the rules. Punks versus punks.
0: Because here's the thing. Obviously, it's still early, but there's a point in mid 80s where we start getting like actual like punk gangs yes so too we're literally like yeah these are like proper gangs that were literally fucking they roll up to shows and yeah they would try to fucking beat the shit out of each other or sometimes stab each
2: other yep fun shit bro um how they don't like the rules and how people shouldn't hold themselves back because there's a lot of people at this point in their in lot in human history a lot of people in america still repressing themselves and i just wrote here i'm like fuck man most of these kids are just lonely and or need a hug Yes, cause fuck. So then we cut to the Alice, ba- uh, the Alice Bag Band playing "Prowlers of the Night," which we also forgot. There's
0: one moment where Eugene talks about him being chased out by gangs and stuff. Oh yeah, most yeah, likely yeah. in like the friggin ghetto. Mm-hmm. But he didn't use the word gangs. He dropped an N bomb.
2: Oh yeah, I forgot about that. Like casual racism, bro. And the thing is, is that and the Dude, thing, thing is, is, it is feels a- like I'm hanging out with my parents with these kids. Not gonna <laughs> lie. And then the funny thing is, is that like, not funny. the Interesting thing is i think all the kids are it's not just like oh i don't talk to my parents oh i don't it's not even i don't see my parents it's oh i don't remember the last time i talked to my parents like we're talking like homeless runaway shit here you know what i mean and it's like mm. so at the alice bag band show there's this dude with a mullet At this point, I was salty. We didn't get any interviews with Circle Jerks because I would have loved to have watched Heath Morris be a cringy asshole.
0: Oh, if only. (laughs) But whatever. We get, like, another performance where there's not much to it. And literally, like, the Alice Bag Band, just, like, glob peeps are just chilling and stuff. Then we get an elderly gentleman, which I think he owns a club. I don't know if you got his name. It's, like, him and his wife. And he's asked what he thinks about slam dancing. And he just goes on, like... It's, like, honestly, it's just another form of dance. And... Mm -hmm. To me, I'm just a dancing man, and yeah. honestly, this is what, like, the kids are just doing and stuff, and his wife is surprised, like, how violent they get, but then, like, he answers, like, well, to me, it's like, they're just releasing pent-up energy. That's kind of what yeah. dancing is. I fucking, I'll vibe with it, and, like, yeah, you know, if they want to, like, sometimes just, like, start, like, freaking running into each other, that's all cool to me. Like, man. the music's violent. Why
2: not they get violent? <laughs> and then fear comes on. Oh!
0: Remember when we were talking about racism. Well, hey, you know Remember it's also we were talking casual? about
2: homophobia. Well, I can
0: tell you this: back then, racism and homophobia was very casual. They fear and we're they back ha- dead, these fucking snowflakes like these were a bunch of fucking snowflakes.
2: Fear literally people get on stage and they're acting like total assholes, including but not limited to making homophobic comments, spitting on the crowd, getting into a fight with the crowd. One of the I think one like of the people a lady that-
0: just pops up and starts trying to fight the singer
2: and, he, and then he punches then mini- her in the face. Yeah. And then a mini riot breaks out. Yeah. But then they get it down and then they play the song. I don't care about you. And I'm not going to lie. They actually Actually, I thought they sounded pretty good. Oh no, Fear is awesome.
0: Yeah, they they. they I were... think Fear was the second biggest band on this. Like,
2: documentary. yeah, yeah, yeah. Because Black Flag was wasn't. They they haven't they haven't dropped Damage yet. They're still on demos and shit. So
0: yeah, like literally the Ron Reyes one was like because there's like Nervous Breakdown and then mm-hmm. there's like another one that had Ron Reyes on recording. But yeah, then, yeah, there's Damage and then it became more of Underground Darlings. Like literally, it's like. Obviously, Black Flag and, like, freaking the modern day is a legendary band, but... But at the time... It took a minute for them to grow. It wasn't just, like, one thing. But out of the bands like, X got a freaking big, like, record deal, and Fear got a big record deal, so... Yes. And then, yeah, and then it's, like, the documentary ends out with a Fear performance. So... Was this your first time watching this bad boy or
2: what? Yeah, this was my first time. And uh, I, the only one I ever knew about was the metal one. And that's just because we used to talk about that one as far back as high school.
0: I tried to find a fucking podcast that reviewed this fucking documentary and I could not like I searched on Spotify, which could be easy, but then I searched Google and nothing. Everyone talks about the fucking second one. Yeah. The metal one. Yeah. But like the first one, was just like, it's like no one will talk about it
2: no one talked about it I almost don't know I almost wonder why it's a gold mine dude it's a fucking gold mine of a fucking
0: old time period and here's the thing like that shit's realistic
2: bro yeah like I'm not gonna lie I thought this was gonna be like sort of like the metal one where the metal one actually like tried to like make it you know christians versus metal this one it just showed you there was no opinions by the producers they just asked questions they filmed people they let it talk it's a completely 100 genuine snapshot of the time period it was an honest, i'm not gonna lie it's yo it's an honest she, piece of media yeah it
0: literally showed how wild this freaking early like freaking hardcore punk was in la and stuff but also how like creative and how will like weird shit like, the I'm the like- Alice Bag band, not the best band, but still like a pretty like, oh yeah, friggin' like uh, like, I would say like they seem like they were pushing creativity. Like X was a good band; they played with like rock ability. Like later, the mission statement was like, dude, it's like old the mentality of what like old rock and roll was, like that simplistic fun playing, but like. It's now fast and angry, and, like, a lot of these peeps are fucking mad. <laughs> yeah. Like,
2: the fucking world's shit. <laughs> like, I'm not going to lie. I'm being completely serious. I think this is actually a very good documentary.
0: It's a good documentary. Yeah. And it's, like, a fun timepiece because it's, like, I feel like this is what, what what my dad was growing up in. Friggin', this was, like, the friggin', yeah. like, this is what I was able to look in. Hearing his stories of friggin' surfing, doing hard drugs, and then, yeah hearing some casual racism from my pops because yeah fuck it wasn't even it wasn't even really like and like it wasn't even and casual. like here's the thing I don't like casual racism is fucked up we should not be doing that yes I'm just saying but it also is like here's the thing about some of these people they're very useless this is what they're freaking used to and stuff too and like most of the time I don't know if they're just trying to be like full on for all and hurtful with their racism or that's just how it was and stuff too it was just they said a lot of fucked up shit but like freaking yeah Obviously, like these days, people like give way more of a fuck and like, I'm glad there's a censorship on that. But yeah, no, this is yeah. fun. N- next, we'll go to the metal piece, which I remember being that fucking cheese fest and corny and Ben also laughing at a lot of these people's hopes and dreams.
2: <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's going to be great. Because here's the thing about the metal one. Th- this was a bunch of fucking tool bags. Yeah. Like this one, this one was full of this one was full of people who were like, like they were like, they were like. They were, like tortured fucked up people but they were actually like creative people that gave a fuck
0: like these were just people that were willing to like give a fuck or hang around and just fucking like just do shit because dude there's nothing else they didn't they aren't fucking privileged people
2: these are people that are fucking poor as fuck but that's the key is that, And that's why I think this is better than the third one, which is another punk one, but it's about homeless punks, and it's just, like, fucking sad and miserable. Yeah, I don't know if you've watched that one yet. I just most likely told you it's, like, yeah. bits and pieces, and honestly, I don't know, I don't think I ever want to watch the full thing. I
0: have a feeling, like, a lot of these peeps eventually, like, got their shit together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's still opportunity, but friggin', yeah. And then, like, yeah, second one's just, like, cheese ball fucking metal, which it's, but we'll talk about next time on yes, the fucking yes, podcast. Yes. We got homeboy Dylan here, ready about the jam and shit. So we need to wrap this up. So this is the Doctor the Danger Radio Show. Please don't be racist.
2: <laughs> it's fucked up. Don't be homophobic either. Yes, that's even ju- that's even more fucked up. Don't be, actually, they're both really, really fucked up. Yeah, none more. Don't equal. be racist. Don't be homophobic. Don't be transphobic. Don't
0: let this fucking documentary tell you like any different. twenty twenty
2: one is not dealing with that shit, bro. Yeah there's still issues but it's nowhere near as casual as it was back then yeah because back then no one gave a fuck but it should now, be on a t-shirt but
0: now these days with the internet communities are able to grow and reach each other better yes this isn't like writing letters yes. we have to physically mail shit we have now internet we have instant access to fucking like contact with people yeah that's how times have changed all right let's let's, let's get, get the fuck out of here have a good
2: one adios